Hello, hello, hello again, and welcome back to Black Oak Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for another episode of Charmed after a hiatus. This is season three, episode 14. Perfect Eye is the Enemy of Good, written by Christina Pena and Carolyn Townsend, directed by Joseph E. Gallagher. And while there were a few missteps in this episode, overall, I enjoyed it and gave it a nine out of 10. I was happy to see my favorite witch back, Celeste. Anytime we can get Kate Burton on the show is going to be a good time for me. I enjoy every one of her performances and this is no exception to that. I really enjoyed how she was able to work with the sisters. She just seems to fit and I want her around a lot longer and more often. (laughs) But it's where we start the episode with her and Harry. She has completed the potion needed to turn him into a mortal, which he wants to be with the woman he loves, something she finds braver and less important than giving up her life to save the magical world. She did not include that part. That was all me. (laughs) So she injects him, telling him, we don't know what the consequences are going to be or the side effects, but he's willing to take all those chances don't read nothing in small print and i was thinking that injection really would mess up aaron <laughs> from blind wave <laughs> if you watch that channel he hates needles meanwhile the girls are in the attic attempting to locate the perfect eye with actual plans i'm really proud of you maggie is attempting to get a vision Mel makes protectorate candles and Macy is trying to get the mayor to reflect memories of Mo and Bland to find their weakness. The mirror doesn't work and Maggie considers maybe they did destroy them, but Macy points out the victory feels a little too uncertain. Mel thinks the silver lining is that they handled their magical uh, escapee convict problem while they was all vacationing and shit. And this component reminds Macy of something that could activate the mirror. However, the ingredient needed is in the command center. So off with a candle, Mel goes saying, well, I guess if if I get attacked, I guess that means they're not dead. I'll go ahead and be the sacrificial lamb. No problem. Of course, the candle was going to go out and the perfect eye. We're going to show up, infecting her with a frequency that will make her head explode unless the sisters surrender to the tomb by midnight. Her sisters find her and wrap her in bed and in mom's blanket as they plan for her to go into a magical coma that will slow down the effects done to her by the perfect eye and bring Ruby in to nurse her. I wish I could feel anything between them because it feels as if the more scenes they are in together, the less the romantic aspect <laughs> is. Like, can we just in and vibe the scenes with a little bit more affection? Celeste tells Harry the results of his transition are unpredictable and he can't heal Mel and will be a liability. Because he intends to get back there and help the sisters. 
he asks her to accompany him and she says, I gotta go get my damn coat. Just when they thought I was out, they pull me back in. <laughs> Harry and Celeste go back to command and then you see Macy that hate you. That's the emotion I need between Ruby and Mel because there was so much just like that hey you the the octave the change of tone but that followed by celeste time to get to work ain't nobody got time for that i love her no nonsense attitude like no time for googly eyes today celeste is two seconds in and has already figured out how to get the mirror up and running on the big screen that shows the ancient charm ones putting the perfect eye in the tomb with the help of a golem. What did I say? Macy really says so much for napping in the tomb. This is your fault. This is all of your fault, ladies, because y'all don't verify shit. Y'all just accepted that they was in the tomb and nobody put them in the tomb because they would want to be in the tomb of chaos. That just makes no fucking sense. I mean, it's just bullshit. Fuck. Oh my, 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 my. I've been telling y'all that all season and I expected all three college degrees to come up with that at least hypothetical and we'll talk about more hypotheticals later on in this episode celeste equates conjuring up a golem as activating a nuclear bomb and that it may not be best uh it may not be the best defense in this offense both the sisters think it's their best option so celeste acquiesces so I do have a question. Why does the Gollum look like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre's cousin? <laughs> you know, the one that the mother was like, no, no, you will not go out and murder people with chainsaws today. You're just a disappointment. Harry and Celeste pour over the book of knowledge and things, noting they have the password to awake the golem, but that they're missing another part of it. And that when they wake the golem, it should be um, responding to them as their master. Macy points out things are getting more uncertain, which pause right there. So we saw this first half of the episode both celeste and macy were questioning the nature of their plan and yet the second half of the episode because harry was acting irrational they weren't listening to the actual words that were their exact concerns earlier just food for thought celeste tells her settle down sis I'm working magical miracles in real time. Under pressure. Under pressure. She realizes that the spell is meant to have a witch and a demon perform it and that there may not be a demon alive that knows the password. In comes the uh, premonition from the on the past weeks which i wish they had not shown i hate when shows do that i know it's just the network being what they are but i'm like come on you, you don't have to foreshadow who's gonna be in the episode there is one fenric the vile a demon that does know the password however will only respond to abigail 
I find it difficult her mental breakdown witnessed by all has not arisen some opposition to that but I digress because while Macy continues to prickle like a pear saying it's Mel's life so we can't I guess call her to help as if a she didn't already save it multiple times already and b you don't already know she would do anything for mail because she admitted it under truth serum last week in this timeline possibly a day ago it's just writing a character into stupidville and i don't appreciate the insult to macy's emotional intelligence it's getting childish at this point celeste ever the goat though just walks around a corner and comes back with a potion that could turn anyone to look like whomever and maggie is transformed into abigail because macy cannot be bothered this spell or this potion better come back at some point in the future because i love when actors have to play other actor characters it's great mel wakes and inquires about ruby and i'm gonna say it the acting wasn't hitting any notes as she walks to a chair in front of a fire and confirms to herself she's in a coma but someone did call her name didn't sound like ruby in the shed celeste and macy are making their mud cake golem but harry starts having a panic attack over dirt and rats that could <laughs> carry the bubonic plague while the ladies catch eyes get it together marcelo control macy's like celeste celeste is like y'all got me working double time and i'm retired harry made a choice and i am respecting his free will you should do the same if you love him and it's not as if he's hooked up to an iv where i can just pull the plug harry is being flooded with too much cortisol and a whole bunch of other emotions but he did remark making a golem is a bad idea and he continues to hear sounds from the bushes showing her a rusty nail that has a 60 percent chance of causing tetanus <laughs> that's why they invented shoes honey many of us don't hippie it like y'all used to he apologizes for being melodramatic but macy tells him it's fine we will do the work you just sit mag abs comes into fenric's humble abode and is surprised by the man who has a spear but she quickly disarms him and offers the exchange though he himself wanted to be vanquished that she classifies as a manipulative tool fenric declines and while poppy did a great job mimicking maggie's mannerisms she was great at that why would anyone need to say who they are out loud with such um uncertainty because that's the only word that's coming to mind right now fenric wants to be released and his powers restored which is something only the demon overlord could do and it was also repeated about 12 times within 12 minutes it also was not a great idea to facetime the person you're pretending to be since sound carries <laughs> but maggie calls abigail and wants her to release her powers she tells her that's not a good idea and i'm just gonna say it's a little invasive and you could have just asked me because that would have just made sense a lot more sense than not asking her at least maggie said sorry maybe i should have trusted you <laughs> and acknowledges maybe this was a mistake 
but she wonders what she will be able to do um she tells her that you're gonna have to make him think he has his powers and you're not me or something to that effect she says but i'm a terrible liar no shit which is why i'm not sure he didn't call her out sooner especially as once again she asks for the password and he declares not until their back and forth wasn't great and the thought that leaving the mirror with him means he'll be an actual villain at some point doesn't inject me with any anticipation i wish they would not but maggie gets the password after tricking him into believing that he's all powerful except when he tries to go after he just tossed it on the floor why why if he really was going to go after her at that moment he wouldn't just toss it into the fire harry increasingly looking out of his mind with fear tells the women this is a mistake as the golem is completed and upon seeing mel who is inches from death which i guess signifies the fire harry concludes he must stop it he does stop them just in time as they're about to put the password in the golem's mouth and states it's a trap this is what the perfect eye wanted and orbs the golem away they don't even consider he may be talking sense just for another hypothetical sake they find harry and conceal him he has hid the golem in the old uh place that they locked up the one chick i don't remember her name but that's the place that they're at saying that he isn't thinking straight so they must think for him i don't know why i found that line just a bit preposterous because <laughs> it's not to say it's, now when you're not thinking straight you're doing things that like when he was going around talking about the rat sure but the perfect eye that's on topic mel still shivering goes into another room to confront herself who tells her they need to talk it's herself from the future which was interesting or captivating because i'm trying to find different words (laughs) in the thesaurus harry is able to get through to maggie that some fears aren't irrational and finally figuring out the bloodstone password is connected to the bloodstones the perfect eye were wearing realizing he's right but it's too late as they discuss the problem already made which is why they should have been hacking that thing to pieces with machetes why didn't they bring machetes i don't know why it felt like a rational thing to me because the whole time i was like why don't y'all have a machete or a katana one or the other i've watched all zombie movies you need weapons like a battle axe something mo and bland confirmed this that this was indeed their plan and jump off a building because why not i believe i can fly i believe i can touch the sky i think about it every night and day spread my wings and fly away golems are impervious to magic which should have been a clue and celeste we know the password don't work ma'am no use shouting it macy can't hold the golem so celeste calls it run bitch run back with mel she says i come from the future where things are apparently not great and that she will have her time witch powers again so they're doing a lot of retcon this back half i see she tells her she can't answer her questions as it will alter the timeline everything must be as it is 
but this magical coma was a way to ask her to do a favor for her until it's safe which mel doesn't question she says yes as they are running away mag ab points out how the perfect eye are always certain or just good at reading their prey and macy realizes that there that is their achilles heel and has a plan that involves harry using his powers that can go away at any moment but it's likely this is his last go as a white lighter so he should get to be the hero the protective spells are blown out and the perfecti show up they find mag ab who is crying and they have staged the scene to make it look like the charm ones died except there's only one charm one on the ground defeating the golem but because this is exactly what they expected to happen they don't question it they prepare to send abigail to the tomb of chaos they were prepared for that or expecting that and that gave them an opportunity to steal the amulets celeste reveals they surrounded the perfect eye with the candles for protection and now they are powerless the perfect eye realize they've been duped and how and then i'm not sure what macy said (laughs) um it didn't hit as hard as maggie's statement of you have power without humanity that is the ultimate chaos they control the golem to put the perfect eye in the tomb and it joins them like yeah yeah i know harry being like siberia is cold and i didn't get to see his hard nipples through that linen bullshit so i guess this is the end of the perfect eye hopefully not i kind of want to see them back i thought they had a cool power a cool look and i think they might be useful in the fight ahead despite their uh, confidence that they won't be needing said help because before they went they told them there's a bigger threat they can't they can't defeat without them but they said nah we good mel tells ruby she had a dream that wasn't a dream celeste shows harry what works best being mortal and with anxiety intoxication damn you ice cream come to my mouth how dare you disobey me she tells him mortality is a messy thing but it's the mess that makes it great the sisters reconvene in the bedroom and mel tells her her future self asks a favor and that favor is to carry her future baby boy it is certainly a unique way to write the pregnancy into the show um i don't have any personal feelings about it i think it's fine um i was surprised but then i was starting to get a little suspicious because i was like she hadn't had that that blanket on all episode (laughs) i think it feels good for the actress too to be able to be like okay guys trying to paddle this in she seems to be i'm not sure how far along she is um but she seems to be more than three months so at some point that will start to attract attention and they just said let's try to put this in the storyline and then they gave themselves an out by saying this is most likely temporary so there's that so i'm not sure how people felt about that i'll be curious to go online to take a peek 
and see how people feel about the male pregnancy reveal but i will get a taste of that in the feedback so let's jump into that right now one piece from trevor trevor's back who says good evening christina i hope you are doing well you as well i'm doing pretty good i have no complaints again sorry for the late night emails i work in healthcare marketing and specialize in drug launches with the fda sounds important so i'm working around the clock to bring drugs to the market you sound like a hero sir and also um you don't have to worry about bothering me with late night emails i do not have my phone anywhere near me when i'm sleeping (laughs) so i don't hear nothing i had my mom bring that up recently what if there's an emergency i'm sure you will be at my door and i'm not used to having my daughter away from me so i guess that's a point but um I got I'm gonna set it for emergencies I don't know but I know I'm not about to have anything chirping at me all night Uh, let me start and say I love this episode of charm it is probably one of my favorite episodes of the entire series of the reboot and OG charm wow I love any episode when miss Celeste is in town plus she is the or plus she is one of my favorite actresses she was on Scandal and Grey's Anatomy. Yes, I do love Kate Burton. She needs to be promoted to a series regular or make more cameo appearances. I loved how she takes charge and can jump in to help the sisters keep their heads on straight and fix the problems. I enjoy how she name dropped the men she dated. I forgot about that. What did she say? Casanova and I can't even remember the other one because <laughs> I'm in commit to Google him and how she is quick to put the sisters in their place i know they are the charm ones but even the most powerful witches need some humility i agree with that mel has been promoted back to my second favorite sister finding out she is carrying her future self's baby was the best surprise of the season i'm excited to see where her story arc goes with the pregnancy learning that she will get her time powers back and her relationship with ruby I wonder if the future Mel and Ruby found a sperm donor or if this is a magical creation of a baby. I would imagine it is hard to find a donor if the world is going to end and you want to bring a child into a chaotic world. Mm-hmm. And then what happens to make the world so chaotic in the first place? I wonder if it ties to our most recent threat. I will say I was surprised the perfect eye were taken out so early. I thought we were going to get them into the end of the season, but no, it's like, hey, we gotta heal the charm ones next episode they're done so kind of a weird turn to bring in a new villain at this point but i will reserve judgment until i see what happens i enjoyed maggie slash abigail's story this week i love the american accent coming from abigail as well as her psychoanalyzing the demon yeah i did love when she transitioned <laughs> to the american accent i didn't bring that up macy again my favorite sister but she needs to stop hating on abigail i don't particularly appreciate how the writers keep putting everyone against abigail especially after learning about her traumatic childhood 
if abigail will be killed off referencing the actress leaving they better put their hatred to rest i agree it's just a weird i mean come on man y'all don't have no empathy you're talking about how people don't have humanity and you guys don't seem to have any empathy and that is just very odd to me again i want my heroes to be better than not being petty children because that just doesn't feel as if something the people i'm rooting for would do and i just don't i don't feel like (laughs) it's even warranted at this point there's been time that's passed um we've come to even an understanding of why the person is the way they are it's just i feel as if it's more the fandom than than what makes sense in the characterizations and that's when things can get very problematic in storytelling and that's a fine line that a great writer rises above and doesn't stoop low to indulge in finally i'm super excited about the super bad the perfecta i warned them about sorry if sorry if the above did not make sense and if i'm all over the place i love this show and i appreciate your platform to share my thoughts stay well trevor it made perfect sense i understood it all and i can't wait to see what happens next as well and that is all we have for this week so if you want to join in our conversation blackgirlcouch at gmail.com you can also leave a comment below on this podcast my social media will be there as well remember to like share subscribe Until the next time, peace, hair grease, and black or magic.